0: Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible. And gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's Legacy PM Investments.
1: So I think we should be hopeful and optimistic that if we make the right choices here, we can win all of these battles. We can do what we need to do with respect to Ukraine. We can do what we need to do with respect to the climate crisis. But we cannot be seduced into believing that this suddenly is an open door to going back And doing what we were doing, which created the crisis in the first place, which will not go away unless we approach it thoughtfully and with the other options that are available to us.
0: What other options? I'm curious. What other options available? All these desiccated old turds flew to Davos on their private jets, every single one of them. They all flew on their private jets. They all flew to Davos. And you have this guy, John Kerry, who's telling everybody that we have to, we have to, um, well, you know, this is what we, 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 you guys have to sacrifice more, not us. It's you, not us. (sighs) Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, And I've been watching some of the stuff that's been happening over there i i mean the whole i don't it's all weird i feel like um whenever i see any of that coverage from davos i mean like actual coverage i don't mean like people walking around filming themselves outside of davos and calling it coverage i don't know what the hell that is but i mean real coverage and and some of the the speeches that they've been giving inside and all of this other stuff i it makes me feel like um the scene from that book, uh, The Witches that I read by Roald Dahl, and there was this moment in which the protagonist of the story was inside this um, ballroom where they were having their big, like, witch event. And it, it was just weird because he realized that every single one of these people around him, they were all harboring this horrible secret, and it was just this pit of evil, and it was just very odd. So, yeah, it's it, I kind of get... A little doll-ish sense about every time I see any of these any of these videos. So this was, and this is all part of Green New Deal and everything else, and we're going to get into just some of that stuff. but I do think it's weird because they had Henry Kissinger there and he was saying, that uh, apparently he said that Ukraine should uh, give Russia some territory as a way to find a peace deal or Russia. They could just not be, you know, jack wagons. I have to say I was very disappointed to not be on a ban list. Like I want to be banned. I want to never be able to enter the hellscape that is a communist nation because I want them to ban me. And that's 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 ultimate. that's what I want. And I was really sad that I wasn't on that list. But somehow Morgan Freeman was, which I don't understand. We'll discuss that. So this, uh, that was Henry Kissinger's idea for peace. And there was the discussions of the new, smaller, siloed world. I just, they do this thing every year and it's all these weird people that get together and they, I don't know what, they they all talk about, they all pat themselves on the back. They fly there on their private jets. And we've talked about this before. I've been telling you this for 10 years. That these people who, they want to lecture you about climate change, but they don't actually follow any of what they say themselves. These are all people who, it's, it's not because they, they, uh, care about climate change or anything else they think that they're just better than you and that they should be afforded more privileges than you're afforded i mean that's ultimately what it is they they i think they do believe that so we have got we got a whole bunch of other stuff to get into i want to also look at some of the things that's happening in the indo-pacific there was a really good piece over at the wall street journal and i do agree with this i think that because i was wondering this yesterday when i was reading these headlines and they're they had the the new agreement that they had been making and they were working with some of the quad nations, you know, which is Japan and Australia, etc., and not including Taiwan in any kind of economic framework in any kind of trade deal. And it was a new twelve nation trade deal that he that that he's agreeing to is a I think also is a big mistake, but they're trying to so they're trying so hard to maintain some kind of unfortunate uh, strategic ambiguity because it's just that, and they're the reason that they do it, and the reason that so many before them have done it is they just simply don't want to risk China getting angry and stamping their little commie feet. That's ultimately what it is. Uh, but I do think it is, it is a. It, I don't know if there's any of those discussions over at WEF. I don't know what the hell they're talking about over there. What are they talking about over there? Are they talking about real things about how best? To avoid a World War III? Are they talking about anything like that? I mean, it might be rhetorical because I think we kind of all know that they're not. No, there's this audio. I'm looking at my thousand cut sheet. It's audio of this one broad who's over at... Uh, it's the Australian e-safety commissioner, whatever the hell the e-safety commissioner is. Who was over at... Who uh, was saying that there had, we have to have a recalibration... Of speech, is what she was saying in this this audio that's like circling around the globe now. She was saying that that we you have to have a recalibration of freedom of speech. Her name is Julie Inman Grant, and she's I don't even know what again an e safety commissioner or the hell that is. Listen to this.
2: We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're we have increasing polarization <laughs> everywhere. And everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity.
0: Who is this broad? I think I think Julie needs I think we need to recalibrate Julie. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's this is the, the coverage that I'm most interested in. Not people walking around filming themselves. Which, by the way, can I tell you that that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I cannot stand it when I see startups send people to cover events and waste money that people have given their startup. They waste money by having these these dumbasses stand outside and like film themselves, the cameras in their face. Like I'm outside to hear blah blah blah. That's not coverage. Anybody can do that. You can do that from a, a, your computer seat, the seat at your computer desk in Nebraska. That's not coverage. Like, actually getting cuts of what these, these freaks are saying, that's coverage. Trying to make the news about yourself is not coverage. I don't understand this. Sometimes I, I it just is so frustrating to me because then everything gets polluted by stuff that's not what they're talking about. And I'm like, is that the goal? Like, what is it? It's weird. So... Yeah, I think Julie needs to be recalibrated. I don't know who these people think they are. They're having their, they do this every year. They have the, don't they, they have the thing in Colorado that they have as well, right? They have a, a this the thing in Colorado that they do too, where all these people get together and they have their, oh, it's the Aspen thing. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the Aspen thing where they've, uh, where Bloomberg got in trouble. He got in big bad trouble one year because he was telling everybody that, um, that, that police should really basically stop and frisk only young black men and they got that him saying that on audio that's the guy who founded mom's demand and then hired a Monsanto chemical defender to head up that group which that's and they get paid by third party so that's what that is that's absolutely true there's receipts so this um this whole thing the world economic forum they had this one guy who's this this one desiccated turd Michael Evans he was saying that and we don't have to play he was he, he, we don't have to play it but this is just some of the stuff that they were doing that they were telling people that to develop an individual carbon foot tracker to monitor what you buy what you eat and how where you travel boy that would be really funny if you just saw people traveling to outside of his house to protest him i'm just saying that would be kind of funny so These All of these people, they flew there on their big private fancy jets. They they live in a lap of luxury. I have to say John Kerry's audio. Can I just go back to him for just a moment? Because I cannot stand this guy. John Kerry is, I guess, calling him a climate envoy. What in the heck is a climate envoy? I don't know what a climate envoy is. I guess it's a better... Position than sugar baby because that's what he is. He's living off of the successes of his wife's first husband who is infinitely more successful than he was. John Kerry came to fame by bitching. That's what John Kerry came to fame through and pulling stunts and all kinds of stuff. He is one of those insufferable beta progressive men who I don't know what he does. He flies around in the lap of luxury goes everywhere in a private jet except the one time he went commercial in first class. And he wasn't wearing his mask, although he claimed that he was eating, but he didn't have any food or drink with him. He just didn't have his mask on because he's specialer than you guys. He's the special people. And so this and I had said this, I mean, he flew there on a private jet and sugar and climate on, on voice sounds a hell of a lot better than sugar, baby, because the Heinz fortune funds his vanity exercises. I would laugh in someone's face if they told me they were a climate envoy. I would, I would laugh at them. We, we have got to start ridiculing these mob people. We've got to start doing it more. Now, that brings me to, coming up here, we have some education. There's some big news coming out of Texas. Texas has left the National School Board Association. This came in last night. They sent out an email saying that they're leaving the National School Boards Association. It was made by their board of directors after NSBA's Investigation report came out on Friday, May 20th, and they had new details about the development of the letter to the Biden administration and it highlights operational practices and a lack of internal controls and processes at NSBA that don't align with their commitment, blah 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 blah, they're leaving. I don't really care about anything else in their letter. They're leaving. Now this comes on the heels of how the National School Board Association president had our or draft letter, the NSBA, They had asked Biden to get the military involved against parents. I'm going to tell you, that's a great way to get a civil war. No, I'm not. It's a promise. That's not a threat. That's not anything else come at me. When you're talking about sending out the military, which I don't think anybody would follow that order, to go and harass and, and deprive parents of their not just constitutional rights, but their parental rights, you will find yourself going sideways real fast. They said that the NS... This was a draft letter from the National School Board Association. They actually demanded that the White House deploy the military police and Army National Guard at school board meetings to quiet parents. This is not a joke. This is actually in their letter. This is a draft letter that they had. And the parents at the school boards, pretty damn sure they're not the ones that are sending threats to the National School Board Association. I'm, and, and also, if this is a, I, I refuse to look at the School Board Association as victims. These people aren't the victims, they're the predators. These are the people that have been trying to separate parents from their kids. These are the people that have been getting into parents' faces, telling them that they didn't have any right to tell schools where they send their tax dollars and their kids that they have any, any sovereignty or expectation of control of responsibility over their child after the child goes to school. We're gonna talk about this a little bit more because 1.2 million students have left public schools since the pandemic. We've got this. I have a ton of wokery. State Farm, well, something blew up in their faces. I have an update about this. They've they've apparently terminated their partnership with Gender Cool, the weirdo thing that was with the books. I don't know. We're gonna talk about all this stuff. Oh my gosh, and Ricky Gervais is ridiculing the mob and Netflix. It's got it's on Netflix and people are mad. I'm glad. In 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States, and now around 42% of all households in the United States have a firearm. People support the Second Amendment. For firearm enthusiasts, suppressors are a good idea when practicing at the range, indoors or outdoors. I mean, a suppressor doesn't silence your firearm, but it does help to protect your hearing, and even more so for those who like to spend a lot of time training with their firearms. My friends at Silencer Shop are the industry leader for suppressors. They're a Texas-based company. And their customer reviews are awesome. So if you're new to shooting suppress, I want you to know that Silencer Shop has made the NFA process easy. Details are online at silencershop.com with free shipping and no transfer fees. And their suppressors start at just $365. Search Silencer Shop on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube and spend more time at the range protected with a suppressor that's right for you. See their variety and how to get yours through silencershop.com. That's silencershop.com.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So Jen Psaki has confirmed that she is, in fact, joining MSNBC after not being honest about it, which we would say lying about it originally. Uh, This was 53 days after it was first reported, and she went on to deny it and said that uh, it's and and, I mean, actually repeatedly denied it. She lied outright Uh, when she was asked on when she was asked by a couple of other reporters. uh, She has she has said no she's not going to be doing that and it was all speculation well of course i mean it's people leaked it out everybody knew it was going to happen she's been one of their their club the first human patient is injected with a revolutionary cancer killing virus after successful tests on animals show that it can shrink the colon long breast ovarian and pancreatic tumors this is pretty unbelievable it's a new information it's a new uh results out they said they it's the virus is called vaccinia it's a cancer-killing virus. It's been shown to shrink solid tumors in animals. And they said it also primes the patient's immune system for immunotherapy treatment. That's, and it's Vaxinia. It has a really long name with a budget number, so that's just the short of it. Uh, they said that patients, they're, that they said it's, it, it, it's a test, it's a phase one clinical trial. They're recruiting 100 patients. And it's in the United States and Australia at 10 trial sites. And they're going to, it's anticipated to run for about 24 months. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Also, California trans child molester, a man who identifies as a woman and goes by the name of Hannah Tubbs. Now justice is going to be served. He faces a life sentence in the murder of a fellow survivalist group member. Hannah Trans, a convicted child molester, faces possible, a possible life sentence for the murder of this individual. Uh, it's he began identifying as a female after he was arrested in a 2014 child molestation case, and so now he's got life. Now, I think you know I, if you're a child predator, death penalty. Activision people were trying to uh, form a the first major union in the gaming industry. Uh, Wisconsin-based employees of the subsidiary Raven Software delivered a blowout victory in the union's favor. Activision Blizzard Blizzard workers. This is they do Call of Duty, etc. But they're also owned by Chinese Tencent. So FYI, Uh, additionally, uh, in California, parents could soon sue for social media addiction, which or, you know, the alternative to this is they could just parent, you know, Alec Baldwin has weighed in on the United Airlines flight video and talking and talk workplace safety. The guy who shot and killed a woman talking workplace safety? Sure, okay, whatever. Coming up, we got wokery, and it's glorious. Keltec innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Keltec's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind, and Keltec's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous dexterous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Kel-Tec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P-15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling, while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P-15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P-15 first up close and personal at KeltechWeapons.com. That's K E L T E C Weapons.com.
2: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: The old fashioned women. Oh, God. You know, the ones with wombs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those f- dinosaurs. Oh. No, I love the, the new women. I know the new women. They're great, aren't they? You know, the new ones we've been seeing
3: lately, the one. The ones with beards and they're as good as, they're as, good as gold, I love them. No, it's the old fashioned, with, and now the
0: old fashioned, they're like, Oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies, look at their pronouns. <laughs> what about this person that isn't a lady? Well, his penis. <laughs> Her penis, you f-ing bigot.
1: What if he rapes me?
0: What if she rapes you? <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait. That's Ricky Gervais. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash with you. Ricky Gervais has a new special that's going to, it's on, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's coming up on Netflix. I don't want to, like, everyone's going to rush there. All of a sudden, everybody will cancel their cancellations. It is glorious. I've read, and Variety is, they're, golly, they're such a, clown butt because they decided to give away so many of his jokes in this piece that they wrote and it's but it's funny and i really actually it's hysterical so they it's called super nature it was released for a few hours no it no it's i think it's out what today is it out today might be out today i love how they write a whole piece on it and they don't tell you when it's out good job variety cuz they're more they're more focused on drumming up the outrage Jiminy christmas so the i'm excited about this i'm going to watch it i'm going to watch it repeatedly i want to watch it a lot very excited and he's right though people are mad at him because oh he's making jokes about transgender blah 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 blah, blah. and i mean if you if you look i mean if you just look at look at him on social media or look at him on youtube or something it's it is. Oh, no, it starts. It starts today. It starts. Today. I'm so excited. Super on Netflix. I know what I'm doing tonight. I got to watch this and I got to watch Norm McDonald's new thing when it comes out. But people are upset. Variety says, oh, he's you know, there's there are people who are complaining about this because uh, Netflix already drew controversy because they released Dave Chappelle's stand up, which was filled with transphobic. Material. It's not transphobic. Shut up with that stupid adjective. Are, is you disagreeing with me? Women phobic? Is it? No, it's not. It's not women phobic. Just because you disagree with someone isn't a phobia. You moron. Stop dumbing down the English language. Words have meanings. If they didn't, we wouldn't have dictionaries. Stop dumbing down the language. It is not phobic to criticize something. It is not phobic to disagree with something. To challenge status quo. It is not phobic. What is phobic is freaking the hell out and trying to shut down any and all dissent from any platform you can get your fat little greedy fingers on. That is what is phobic. The phobia is all yours. I'm so watching this. I might watch it on repeat. I'm, I'm, I wonder, can I like boost its ratings if I have it on multiple televisions in my house? I don't know if it works like that, but I really, I mean, I don't even agree with him on everything. I don't have to agree with people on everything. This is something else the left is they suck at so bad. I consider myself a person who is, I hate the right left spectrum. I like common sense, logic, science, and math. I follow, I follow these things, right? I like to be left alone. I want to do my thing. If I think you're in danger, I'll help you. Maybe. I'm no kidding. I will, mostly. But the point is, is that I and everybody I know have had no problem at any point getting along with people who don't agree with us on everything. Because there are certain things that everyone agrees on. There There are certain things on which everyone can find some common ground, Right? Like, for instance, licorice mostly sucks. Most of us, except the communists, can agree on this, right? I'm slightly joking. There's, I can, you will disagree with me on certain things, like I hate disco. And Steve loves disco. But Steve and I are cool. He can love disco and I can hate disco and it's okay. Although he turns into like a 90-year-old man and tells me to get off his lawn. But there are certain things that it just gets too far. You know what I mean? And it's like if you the left views it as any 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 daylight between their position and you is a total betrayal and is hate. They consider it hate. They think words are are violence. Violent hate. How dare you? Silence is violence. This is the stuff this is the stuff that they say. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it sounds, you know, I guess catchy but it doesn't make any sense I don't agree with Ricky Gervais on everything I think on certain things he's com- incredibly incorrect on but he seems like a fun dude and he, he understands some basic science he's you know he's got some common sense I think we'd get along and the thing is is that we don't have to agree on everything in order to get along on, and, and be civil to each other but the left is like no we have to agree on everything or we can't be civil towards you that's, the, that's how the left has been handling this. I have a story coming up, and I'm going to stay with this Gervais thing, but I have a story coming up where there's this broad... Where is she at? Washington Democrat Socialist Congressional Candidate. This ginger named Rebecca Parson. Oh, I did call her that. Get man, And she has she's, is calling for people to break into uh, homes. This is who the left is. So I love that Ricky Gervais is mocking this. I think it's, it's a glorious thing. Because there's cert- the things that seem to be the most precious are the things that need to be mocked. And you can always tell, what is the saying? You know what controls you, because that's what you can't mock. And so, I am super excited that this is the thing. I am so happy. This comes after the guy who tackled Dave Chappelle. He said he did it because Dave's jokes were triggering Isaiah Lee the 23 year old who, who got mad at Dave Chappelle He said Dave Chappelle stepped over the line um, I think this guy he goes I, th- This is what this Isaiah Lee said He goes I identify as bisexual nobody cares No one cares what you identify as I'm just I'm going to stop right there No one cares He says I wanted him to know what he said Was triggering no one cares too No one cares about that either if your feelings get hurt Get the hell over it We used to be a, a society That had a stiffer spine than this but now, oh my gosh, someone has a different opinion from me. That is so triggering. Shut up. You know what? I think if aliens were out there and they were going to invade, I think they changed their mind because they've looked at us and they're like, do you see the weakness that is spreading amongst their species? They get mad over syrup and pronouns. We don't want to have anything to do with that. But see, this is what this kind of, these this words are violence. This is what it leads to, actual violence because people i don't like what you're saying i think it's so bad and wrong and now we i but i'm a, i'm very excited about this because this is i think even more so there's so many jokes he says he goes you can't predict what will be offensive in the future you don't know what the, who the dominant mob will be the worst thing you can say today is women don't have penises right and he says, "Use your preferred pronouns, but be the gender you feel you are." But meet me halfway, ladies. Lose the, you know what, which is funny. I think it's hysterical. I wouldn't, and and it's true. You don't know what the mob is going to be tomorrow. There was this joke that someone I know that, that was sharing online the other day, and they were saying because they have a friend who is apparently like in Florida working on a candidate for some like a conservative gay candidate or something and they had the they shared this image they had reposted this image of someone who painted their house with the rainbow flag and then some advocacy group for the alphabet people got all upset and said your house those are the old colors there's all these other new colors so your house isn't even actually uh appropriate or correct so at some point you know that's it's going to come full circle and that's going to be like the hate symbol the old timey pride flag will be the hate symbol it's considered old timey now. I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that. I was I was yesterday years old and I learned that. But I'm I'm a I'm gonna totally watch this tonight. Because the people who don't want to be mocked are maybe are kind of the ones who should be mocked. I mean, really. It I mean that's just you know, it's kind of it's how I view it. And in keeping with this, they've had I mean, you you've seen the stuff that's that's been going on at schools. Like I shared you with you the story of the three kids who were getting charged with sexual harassment because they used the wrong pronouns when talking about a classmate. I mean, for crying out loud, they're elementary school kids, and they're going to get in trouble because they used the wrong pronoun. You mean they they you're a dude, and they said you were a dude? I mean, it's just wild. There's a story that I have kind of dovetails into this. It's sort of, I have it under education, but it's kind of in line with this too. Let me pull this up. It's just, it's from the, it's a university, a private Christian university. They're considering strictly limiting the free speech rights of its students. This is what AP says. When it comes to sexuality and gender from how they behave and what they wear and what they can say on campus, according to published reports, it's a private Christian university. It's called Lee University in Tennessee. And they said that the restrictions that they have, they have a dress code, basically. And that you just are the gender that you're born as. And this is how the AP prints it. A private Christian university is limiting the free speech rights. I really think that people don't know what the hell free speech means. First and foremost, I thought the left loved this stuff. I mean, why are they getting all upset now? Where's the consistency? My favorite are the leftists who are like, wait a minute, that's whataboutism. No, it's not. It's pointing out your total hypocrisy. You guys don't even know what where the hell you stand on stuff. One day you love private companies like Disney having the right to do whatever it wants. And then the next day you, you hate private companies like Chick-fil-A having whatever policies they want. You love when a public institution that gets taxpayer dollars tries to control the speech and pronoun usage of students on campus. That's actually kind of more of a free speech issue than anything else because it's a federally funded university. But when it's a private Christian university that doesn't get a single dime of taxpayer dollars, you want it. And it's a voluntary university that people voluntarily choose redundancy intended to go to and associate with. And then you're going to get upset. Like, where's the consistency with you people? No one knows what the hell the left is going to be up. about one day or the other they don't know they have no idea corporations aren't people until they are and they're named Disney it's a private school people choose to attend or they don't and unless I'm mistaken which I'm not they don't get taxpayer dollars there are other schools end of discussion you're going to get all upset because a private school has a dress code and it's a Christian school. I mean, why would you go to a Christian school if you didn't want to do Christian stuff? I mean, I get it. There are some non-believer schools and the believer schools are when the parents got to go to church and all that stuff. And you got to prove it. There are some parents that send their kids to a Christian school because they think the school's going to do the outreach and raise the kid the way the parents couldn't or wouldn't. I get it. But if you don't want to do Christian stuff, don't go to a Christian school. It's really easy. Don't go to private Christian schools and try to make them like the hellscapes that are the government-run public institutions. They used to not be like that, but they sure as heck are now. We have more to come. Oh, I have way more wokery and offensiveness coming. Don't... <laughs> no don't don't get all sad now. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights and the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans and first responder heroes. Visit patriotmobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com Dana. That's patriotmobile.com Dana or call
3: 972-PATRIOT today.
2: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling, The Dana Show.
3: But we did pass last week two bills. One that yep. overwhelmingly passed bipartisan in terms of uh, again, uh, setting us on a course that, that cannot happen again. But the other, to have the money, 20-some million with an M, million mm-hmm. dollars to help uh, um, facilitate baby food uh, formula Facilitate. it's not going to baby formula against it how do you, you vote skeptics, against it?
0: it's not going to baby formula it's going to the fda it's not they're not i love how nancy pelosi in this clip thinks that that you actually believe that this money that they voted for that that it's actually going to that someone's going to go shopping and buy baby formula we're about baby formula with us money that was in this bill. That's not what's happening at all. I told you, I gave you a breakdown of it. That's going to the FDA. The FDA gets more money and more power with less oversight. The same company that, or agency, sorry, the same government agency that started this whole thing, that's, no, we don't want that. We don't want it. We don't need it. We're, we don't, we're good. We don't need any of that. She wants you to think these evil Republicans, they just voted against Money for formula. That's not at all what happened. N- and not not in the slightest.
3: <sighs>
0: so the uh, ban list. I don't know if you saw this. 963 Americans permanently banned from Russia. I think everybody wants to know why Morgan Freeman is on the list. Like They listed him as a well-known film actor who... In, tw- in September 2017 recorded a video message accusing Russia of conspiring against the United States and calling for a fight against our country oh I think Russia's totally conspiring against the United States ban me you commie not jobs ban me they've banned a whole bunch of people I, I want to be banned by, by at least China or Russia the goal is both and they banned a bunch of dead people too they got stuff going on in Russia that I don't know about? Like, why are they... They they banned Orrin Hatch. Do they not know? He's not around anymore? I'm not, I'm just odd. Uh, but people thought it was funny that he was... That Morgan Freeman, of all people, gets banned. Morgan Freeman. What we have coming up for you next hour... I have more wokery. The economic doom loop. Monkeypox. CDC now finally says, yeah, well, maybe... You know, gay and bisexual men particularly need to be aware of how this spreads. What did I tell you? The tractor shortage? There is one. And it's getting worse. We've got this and a ton more. Plus, oh yes more wokery. Second hour of the Dana Show on the way. Stick with us. Have you heard of American Wagyu? No? Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought-after beef in the world, and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code DANA. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their Best selling combo of beef and chicken or the new prepper kit. And with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation? Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. Goodranchers.com/Dana.
1: We, we stand on a precipice, um, and if you pull back from the precipice and do the things we need to do, we have an incredible future ahead of us with the capacity to open up a brand new, unbelievable uh, economy globally in the world's greatest transformation ever as we move to a new energy economy. As we get pollution out of the air, which is what is causing the climate crisis.
0: Yeah, uh, no, that's John Kerry. We we need a greatest tra- we need a greatest transformation ever. This is all of them wanting to move because they make who's who makes money from their green energy economy. They do. Welcome back to the show, second hour of the program. Dana Lash here with you. That's what they. That's what that's what they make money. That's John Kerry, the uh, sugar baby, who lives off the Heinz family fortune. If you, in case you forgot, his wife, her first husband, is the Heinz guy, the catch-up person. And uh, she married John Kerry after her husband passed away, uh, Teresa heinz Kerry. And John Kerry gets to exercise his vanity projects by flying around the world on uh, because he's sugar baby. He got sugar baby money. Hmm. 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 So the uh, that's from that World Economic Forum thing. Golly, I am not. There's there's some of the video that's been coming out. We've been playing some of it. It's just weird. These people live in a completely different world than the regular, average, everyday person. A completely different world. They have no idea about really how the economy affects average everyday Americans they have that what is it that Klaus Schwab he sounds like a bond villain when he talks we have a few things that incredible transition that's what Biden said yesterday talking about transitioning on gas prices he kind of said the same thing that Kerry said which I thought was weird so John Kerry we just played that audio for you Biden says it's an incredible transition to his vision for a green future. That's literally what he said. He goes, here's the situation. I'm reading the transcript from his remarks yesterday. And when it comes to gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. He goes, you see what Europe is doing relative to the importation of Russian gas? He goes, you see what? Well, I won't go through all of it. That was actually the script. Well, yeah, because the United States allowed uh, Europe to be more dependent upon Russian gas. And Joe Biden himself, I can't believe he's lamenting this when he facilitated the expedition of it. He expedited the whole thing. He went ahead and there was a remaining percentage of Nord Stream 2 that needed to be completed And when Trump was in office, he blocked completion of it. The first thing that John Kerry did when he got or not John Kerry, God help us all. The first thing that Joe Biden did when he got into office was immediately uh, green light that He, he immediately greenlit the whole thing. And the and they were able to get it. They were able to get it completed. So the issue is that he's he's lamenting this whole thing about importation of Russian gas. But he helped them. He helped Europe become more dependent upon it. And he also helped Europe become more dependent upon it because he wanted to remove the, the fastest way to get gas from Canada out into the rest of the market. And that was through the Keystone Pipeline. We have another pipeline that's functioning. But can you imagine if we had another one? Because that does more than what a lot of these countries that come that that produces more in a day than what a lot of these countries you know use in like a week from Russia. So that makes it it makes sense that you would want, you know, if you're talking if you're talking about having a more secure world, especially in the context of NATO associations, you would want these other countries to be less reliant on on Russia and on geopolitical foes and use your cleaner LNG. Right. As opposed to their dirty gas. But it's weird because he says he said the same thing that Kerry said as the point I was making to start with, because Kerry said, oh, it's a great transition Biden says it's an incredible transition <clears throat> They're both talking about Reliance upon fossil fuels they're, they're giving the same speech That's literally what Kerry just said Kerry said we need a great Transformation we're moving to a green new energy Economy this is exactly what Biden's saying here It's a great It's an incredible transition That is taking place So they got the talking points out they're, we're going through a transition. That's the thing. I think it's a forced transition to get everybody away from more plentiful and replenishing fossil fuels. I'm not opposed to EV, and I and again I reject the specious argument that, and a very intellectually shallow argument that to oppose government intervention in markets and oppose artificial. Stimulation of 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 green consumption while suppressing fossil fuels. I oppose all of those interventions by the government. It's they're not it's not an organic market drive. It's not a consumer driven anything. They're, they're, they want to push everybody onto a technology that's still growing, still progressing, and is not as reliant as fossil fuels. I don't mind energy diversification, but the two are not the same arguments. To oppose the way the government's handling it is not opposition of EV itself or green energy. It is such a stupid thought. And I get—there's uh, there's a couple of conservatives. They're kind of moderate. They're not conservative. Moderate Republicans that do this green stuff. And I'm just like, that's your focus? And they, they criticize Repo- other Republicans if they, if Republicans, you know, certifiably, if they, if they are justified in criticizing the moves that this administration makes. <sighs> no, Biden, Biden says he was getting into the, the oil release from the SPR, Strategic Petroleum Reserves. Now apparently we're going to be diving into what we have safe for diesel. And it's just, it was just wild to hear his remarks. It sounds, again, it sounds like a John Kerry speech, and it also sounds like he's lamenting what his own policies are doing, because he is. Really weird. We live in such weird times. Now, a few other things that I have here, because there's a lot uh, to get into. There's, to get into some of the wokery, Washington Free Beacon had a very interesting story. You remember that genderqueer novel that's been in a number of public schools? And... It's been there in a number of. It's been in a number of public schools, uh, and it has some graphic stuff and text that I can't at all say um, at all whatsoever because it's so explicit. Judge Pamela Baskerville ruled Wednesday that genderqueer a memoir and a court of mist and fury are too obscene for unrestricted viewing by minors. So this is in Virginia. Virginia public schools may have to remove the novels and similarly graphic books from library shelves. These are in minor library, like where that minors can access. And I mean, they are so graphic. It shows graphic sex in the book. And there's a lot. So this, they had a, uh there's a Virginia delegate that petitioned to court to pull the books, et cetera, et cetera. And so they ended up, the, a judge reviewed them and said this is, because if you were just a stranger and you approached a kid with these books, I, I mean, if you were, I just don't see how this, I just don't see how they can defend having this kind of stuff in a a, a school library where young kids can access this stuff because it's, it's, it, that, it's straight up porn. It is not, advocacy is not anything like that it is straight up born that is the end of it but this judge said yeah it's way too explicit for minors at school this is one of the reasons why so many parents there's this total uh, 1.2 students that left public school since the pandemic it's a new national survey out of shows enrollment numbers since 2020 plummeting plummeting enrollment particularly in schools that did the virtual learning methods the longest. It's from the American Enterprise Institute's Return to Learn tracker. They found that 1.2, 1,268,000 students left public schools since the start of the pandemic in March. Enrollment has just absolutely plummeted. And it did also differ on party lines. Most districts that voted for Trump made some recovery in the school year after their initial falls enrollment. But enrollment, here's what's funny enrollment in districts that were solid blue that that where they everybody voted for biden and they had the art the remote learning the longest that's where they had the biggest uh, uh loss of enrollment very interesting now in addition more more proof of why people are or evidence as to why people are leaving why kids are leaving public schools and families are new york's department of education They recommend that minor children read these books that we were talking about that gets into transgenderism and CRT and all this other stuff. (sighs) That has nothing to do with education. Now, the books that the left, when the left talks about banning books, they talk about going after, like, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. They went after Dr. Seuss. The books that they wanted in school included graphic representations of sexual intercourse it's a, it's, it's it's a graphic novel, novel graphically i mean i can't even describe some of it this is my parents no wonder now state farm i don't know if you saw the story i'm sure you did yesterday a lot of people were making fun of it Uh, like a good groomer state farm is there so the first part of the story began when it was discovered a whistleblower notified everyone and said that state farm was donating transgender books for five-year-olds to schools in florida it was an email that was obtained by consumers research consumers research they shared it with washington examiner gender cool project it promotes the transgender, ident- tr- transgender identities and children through various advocacy and public awareness programs and they were donating books to schools and public libraries specifically about this and it was to children ages five and over and the emails were were they were leaked out as well that consumers first that they had Consumers Research, which is... Uh, they, they had That they had shared with us. They said that State Farm partnered with Gender Cool Project. It aims to have conversations with children about being transgender and non-binary. And... That, yeah. I mean, it's... This is has nothing to do with acad- academic... This is about indoctrinating people on sexual theory. They wanted to have 550 agents and, and employees nationwide be donating books. And they... They hit the, the books start out with, maybe you're reading these words because it's time to have this discussion. I mean, it's wild. And the weird thing is, too, like, for instance, this one part says, I, uh, I love playing with dolls and dressing up like a princess. I would put a T-shirt on my head and pretend that I had long hair. All these things made me feel like me. What gets me is that the left insists that you cannot use optic markers like choice of color or, you know, how what, what kids want to play with, dolls or whatever, or whatever. Uh, you know, how they want to dress, you know, dresses or pants, you can't use optic markers like that. And or and they they don't even like pink being used to advertise in retail stores, pink or blue. But yet they use these exact same things to determine whether or not someone is transgender doesn't make any sense.
1: The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Ooh, a new poll out shows that 69% of Americans say the economy is bad. Bad, bad, bad. And between September and November, that percentage has jumped 51 to 64 percent and it's held around that level even as the unemployment rate kind of sort of went down like maybe a bit not really actually uh because remember how they count employment if you're people just like sometimes give up seeking work and then they they're not counted anymore like they magically got jobs or something yeah so the this just goes with a number of surveys showing that the majority of americans are not they are not at all uh, believing the Putin price hike either, because when you look at who gets the apportioned blame, uh, Democrats are not faring very well. A uh, Russian diplomat at the United Nations quits, and Kiev joins forces with Kiev joins forces with Poland. Interesting. Some news coming as though the UN matters a, 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 at all in any way. Uh, but yes, there was a Russian diplomat that got fed up and left the UN because they did not like the way. Well, because the pe- they're because Russia's not being received very warmly there, even though they're still on the Human Rights uh, Council, which is odd. In Pennsylvania, McCormick, hit their campaign is filing a lawsuit to count mail-in ballots. This is coming from the Hill. Pennsylvania State Candidate David McCormick's campaign is pushing for additional ballots to be counted in the state's primary results. The suit is pushing for mail-in and absentee ballots that may are missing a date. This is what The Hill's reporting on their envelope to be included in the election result. I don't know where this story's coming from. The Hill said they reached out for McC- the McCormick campaign for comment, but they had a circuit court of appeals judge rule that uh, ballots in the county judgeship election from last year could be the, 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 setting the precedent for this to be counted, so we'll see. But that has not yet been determined Uh, Also, additionally, Walmart pulled Juneteenth ice cream because there was no support for it on social media, which I thought that that there were activists that wanted Juneteenth products. So Walmart, they had Juneteenth ice cream, and then they got criticized for it, and now they're probably going to get criticized for taking it off the shelves. Watch. Stick with us.
2: Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. So today was full of little happy gender euphoria moments. I got called Mr. Micah a lot today. Well, completely femme. And that was really heartwarming that the kids just got it. But my favorite reaction, and it sums me up so well, I feel like, is uh, I was in a new classroom and I took off my mask to blow my nose and I just hear a kid loudly whisper, oh, she's a boy i was like yeah you got it kid you totally got it
0: oh my gosh geez this is a preschool teacher who i don't know man it's a, it's a, a preschool tr- teacher who's gets validation of identity from apparently from three-year-olds i don't know welcome back to the show dana lash here with you uh I this whole thing is so I don't know. I mean there's how are the, it's not appropriate to if you're a grown person and you're trying to get validation of your identity from you know preschoolers, you shouldn't be teaching preschoolers. I mean if you're pulling up to to take your kid to their first day of preschool and your teachers a, their teacher somebody who needs validation from their sexual identity You, they need to, they need to, you need to turn your car around. Golly, all this stuff is just so, welcome back to the show, I said. No wonder. I read, I was reading this, uh, an interesting piece, discussing how the left is kind of, with policies, effectively banned, not even Christian kids, but kids from families who just don't think that they should be rooming together, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all this other stuff. Um, and it's it, it is a it was a very interesting look because there's this email from a 4-H club that apparently <sighs> went out. It was a 4-H club piece by Joy Pullman, and it communicated that her family need not apply to summer camps and other activities sponsored by the quasi-public organization. It was signed by a 4-H staffer who had pronouns in their signature. And they said youth are assigned cabins based on gender indicated on the 4-H camp application and registration, suggesting that kids were groomed by their gender identity rather than like their actual like gender, like what they are. And the mother was concerned, the woman who wrote the piece was very concerned because she has a daughter who's not even a teenager yet and a son and they did not want Their kids roomed overnight with any emotionally disturbed campers or counselors if they were enrolled in this camp. And she didn't want her daughter, her young daughter, sleeping with boys in a cabin. And she said that based on numerous reported stories, I know that even if it did happen, the camp would likely not even say anything. And I'd only hear it after the fact from my kids. So she emailed again to confirm that she was understanding what the staffer was telling her and that the staffer would not answer her would not give her a yes or no answer as to whether campers would be placed in private facilities with, uh, with you know, like her do- young daughter be in a room with a boy. So uh, she said that's a, an unacceptable risk to children's well-being and a lawsuit waiting to happen, and I agree. So this is apparently a 4-H thing now? Are they doing this in 4-H? And so there's, I, I don't know. 4-H. So a parent, and she says, everywhere we go, someone wants to talk dirty to my kids on the public dime. Whether it's in schools or books in the libraries and now even stuff like this. I, I The fact that you can't even get a straight answer from someone as to whether or not they can they're going to be rooming with someone of the opposite sex. That's a huge, that's really, that's irresponsible. It's absolutely irresponsible. Good heavens. But it is, it does. I mean, it basically it's, I don't even think it's a, it's, it's something that's effectively banning Christians as the article suggests. I think it's just effectively banning people who think who want to preserve their kids innocence for as long as possible. The idea that you could have like an 11 or 12 year old girl rooming in a cabin with a and sleeping next to a boy because the boy wants to identify as a girl is inexcusable because at the same time it also ignores what we've been told by trans advocates that you can be a boy identifying as a girl and still be attracted to girls. I mean, they're, children are not a protected class anymore. Remember when adults used to protect kids? Now they want to use them to justify their sexual identity. Or they they want to tell them about their private sexual arrangements at home. And they think these strangers that teach your children think that they have a right to do so. Because they think that their right to express their their private sexual arrangements is more important than your need to protect the innocent of your minor child. I mean, every it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere, and they whether it's it's colleges and universities. Now you can see why. You had, I had this headline from a previous hour about this uh, private Christian university, Lee University in Tennessee, who was saying, "Look, these are our rules. This is how we do the whole gender thing. If you don't like it, you know, whatever. Where you know we have we are a boy or girl. That's it." And uh, they were very clear about what they expected from students and it's a a private christian university and if you don't want to go to a christian university then don't go to that christian university but apparently in indiana their governor eric holcomb doesn't want to sign the bare minimum legislation as pullman says protecting girls sports nobody even because girl yeah that's the other thing girls are losing out at sports and nobody's even talking about making their libraries camps and pools safe for families It very much is it's it's children are no longer a protected class They're not they're not treated as such They're I mean, I I don't I don't know if i've ever seen anything like it before it is so different From when I was a kid There is no way that anyone would be talking to about uh, to anything about like about any of this to us in school And now it's it's so prevalent The, uh, and I'll include this piece in the email newsletter, which you should, I'm looking at this other piece that I had that went with it, that you absolutely, you should sign up for. It's over at Substack. There was this, I was reading, this kind of touches on it. I was reading this fabulous, it's a very, very, very long editorial, and I'm not going to get into all of it. It's called The Gentrification of Disability. And the author, uh, it's a really, it is a really, really good piece, and it, get, it touches on everything, including even mental, uh, mental illness and uh, whether it's anxiety or even sexual identity and how it's used as, as kind of a, a marker for advancement. But, but ladder climbing in this very political new construct that we're, we find ourselves in. It's a long piece. I'm going to include that in there as well because it's true. I mean, it's, it is, and I look at this the way I look at these people talking about kids in the classroom. I mean, you have this, it, it, these grown adults who are looking at for validation from kids or people who look to validation from Serial or look to validation from look for validation from products that they use or something of of this extent It is this ident this whole concept of whatever identity is it is It's dehumanizing Actually, it's the opposite of what they're wanting. It's not humanizing It's dehumanizing because you instead talk about branding identity as a brand And that's all they focus on Identity is a brand and they promote it as to make it the the way that it's promoted makes it seem that like there's more people who identify like this than not when there isn't i mean what i think it was what still people who are identifying themselves as a different gender it's like still like one percent or something like that of the population it's a tiny portion of it but yet they're directing every aspect of not just culture but even what goes they're trying to direct what goes on in the classroom even like this whole "don't say gay" thing. No, no one ever said you couldn't say anything. <sighs> now, this was a couple of things. This is some of the stuff that's dragging Democrats down as we go into midterms. For a number of states, this is uh, voting day for primary primary midterms. I'm not quite sure. I, uh, I there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Biden. I don't see a lot of enthusiasm for him. There's a lot of enthusiasm on the right, but the right's tiptoeing around a lot of stuff, which we're going to have to talk about in the days to come. Oh, man, the right. I saw this headline where it said um, Pence was considering. He was asked a question as to whether or not he would consider running in um, 2024, and he didn't take it off the table. And so some people are viewing that as... He wouldn't. I don't think even if if Trump did run, I don't think he would have Pence as his VP again. But it would be it would be odd because he's a he is an odd candidate. You can't have. Can you imagine someone else like Trump being the VP? They would fight all the time. You, you have to be on the same message. You have to. I mean, when you're the if you're the VP, you're you're well, unless you're Kamala Harris. You're the rubber stamp for what the president's doing. so i i don't I don't know what's going on there. I know I've had we've had Pence on the show before. he's incredibly nice we've had Trump on the show. he's incredibly nice and but I don't know if in this particular political climate he is charismatic enough of a personality to do it and then you have the whole Ron DeSantis thing. Ron DeSantis apparently took uh this. The, what was it? A Wisconsin straw poll ahead of all the uh, above all the other Republican challengers. So that was kind of interesting to see. Hmm. We uh, coming up. We're going to have Florida man on the way, and then we got to get into some of the monkeypox stuff too. Because officials, the CDC, is now saying that they should sound the alarm because gay and bisexual men are actually they're spreading it uh, in the community, in their community, men particularly. Uh, and then Dr. John Brooks, a CDC official, he was emphasizing, you know, anybody can get it, you know, through personal contact, regardless of orientation. It's an, a sexually transmitted disease, essentially. I mean, they may not classify it. They added on, oh, well, also respiratory droplets. But it seems like it is through bodily fluid. And that it spreads through bodily fluids and sores. Hmm. So that's, it sounds kind of like it's an STD. Why are are people freaking out about it? We'll talk about this and more here.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man.
0: I actually chuckled over this one. Uh, It's too funny. A Florida bodybuilder. Was pulling a $245,000 scam and told the VA he could only lift 10 pounds. So it's this, it's a Port St. Lucie dude. And I guess, you know, when you're a gym rat, you're a gym rat, right? And he was getting disability benefits. He was saying, Oh, no, I've had, you know, I can't lift anything. I haven't been able to lift weights since 2010. And so he and his wife, the guy's named Zachary Barton, they were posting photos and videos of him pushing heavy iron and he was like he was on stage in contests he was actually competing so investigators began tracking his moves like he moved furniture he's worked out in the gym all the time and finally they had enough of a case against him so he pled guilty Thursday in West Palm Beach to theft of government funds from a federal agency I mean you shouldn't lie about not being I mean when you tell them oh I can't I haven't been able to lift since 2010 and you're out there lifting that's yeah that's not gonna that's not gonna work they're not they're gonna find you I don't know why people think that they wouldn't be followed I just assume that whenever you say that you have any kind of a disability and you're getting disability payments that they're gonna they're gonna follow you so this this Florida man he attacked a driver in a handicapped spot at a South Florida McDonald's A man was arrested after going after an unsuspected motorist who parked themselves in a handicapped spot at a South Florida McDonald's. 36-year-old Joshua Relaford attacked a man sitting in a parked car uh, and the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, a woman told deputies that her husband stopped at the restaurant to get napkins and she was on her way back to the car and she saw Relaford grab her husband from the car and punch him multiple times. Relaford allegedly also punched the woman when she tried to break up the fight. And then she threatened to mace him, and he got on his motorcycle and fled the scene. They were able to identify uh, Rutherford after images were released to the public. He admitted to the he admitted to the assault and told deputies that he didn't want somebody parking in the handicapped area and blocking other people from parking there. So he was taken to Charlotte County Jail and charged charges of burglary with assault or battery and battery by intentional touch or strike, which seems like a weird classification, but okay, yeah, there you go, uh, man. Oh, let see. No, I'm not going to get into that one because it's... it's this... This is so... A Florida man tries to cover for a woman as the lights turn off in a Florida home, says a sheriff. Deputies arrived at... So def, deputies pull up to this house in Florida. And it was in Lakeland. They They were arrived after receiving a tip about a woman who had a warrant out for her arrest. So this woman named April Gonzalez, has, has a warrant out. Sh- uh, sheriff's deputies, Polk County Sheriff's Office, showed up. They As they pull up to the house, the lights inside the house turn off. And when they reached the house, a man, jo- 29-year-old Jonathan Fowler, left the home and locked the door behind him. Deputies said Fowler told them no one else was home. He wouldn't let them inside without a warrant. And they go, well, it seemed weird because he really, really hurriedly came outside, quickly closed and locked the door. And they said that even when he was outside, lights began continuing to turn off inside the quote-unquote empty residence. And when they asked him, are you sure that there's no one there? Like, there's someone literally just turned a light off in one of the back rooms here. And he goes, oh, ghosts, maybe. They called for Gonzalez over their PA system, and then finally, they, they did end up getting her, and she got an additional charge of resisting without arrest. Stick with us, third hour on the way.
2: Uh, Courtney, as the president said, uh, our one-China t- uh, pine- uh, one policy has not changed. Uh, he uh, reiterated that policy and our commitment to peace and stability across, uh, across the Taiwan Strait. Uh, he also uh, uh, highlighted our commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act uh, to help uh, provide Taiwan uh, the means to defend itself. So again, our policy has not changed.
0: Hmm. Their policy hasn't changed, which is kind of sad, really, ultimately. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Third hour of the program. Sign up for that newsletter over at Substack, Chapter, and Verse. And I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, I really don't think that this trade pack that they did, there was a very glaring omission. And I told you yesterday, it was a headline that we had in our quick vibe. Biden launched an Indo-Pacific trade deal. You have Australia, Brunei, India, Indonesia, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam. There's a big glaring omission from that. From that list. A number of countries, none of them include Taiwan which is unfortunate because that would be, it would be a good, it would be, be a good trading partner. They did, but they are not included in this new Indo-Pacific economic framework. And I don't know, he's had, when he talks about um, committing the United States to defend Taiwan, I mean, he's had like three statements earlier this year, wherein he's kind of said the same thing. So at some point it's, you know, you kind of have to question how much, how bumbling is it, or if it is, or if it is actually. He's just, he's just not, his mental wherewithalness is gone. However, it is unfortunate that Taiwan is missing from this deal. They had, oh, they had a big, uh, big uh, launch event for it. The Indian prime minister... Narendra Modi was there. They had other representatives. They had the meeting of the Quad, their four-country security group, with Japan and Australia. They were focusing what they say is supply chains, digital trade, clean energy, worker protections, uh, corruption, etc. But no Taiwan. Really unfortunate. I mean, they... This... Um, and the trading relationship between Taiwan and the United States, there are a lot of people that have been relocating a lot of their manufacturing to Taiwan. And they followed some very specific development policies, promoting exports, uh, etc. They they have been doing fairly well with this economically. And yet they are left out of this. That is such... And it's weird because Biden can say that they, you know, they're committed to, they're not commit. I don't know how you can say that you're committed to defend a country when you're not even committed to recognize them within the framework of this Indo-Pacific trade deal. Makes no sense to me. Now, a few other things that we have been watching, too. The tractor shortage, some of the economic headlines here. There's a farm tractor shortage. So there's no microchips available for tractors. So a lot of factories are just limiting supplies, if not shutting down. Tractor batteries are in super low supply in a number of areas. There was uh, a, what they call a tractor expert, Bryce Meehan of Team Tractor Ranch, said, quote, we have seen available inventories from many tractor brands plummet to zero. It's scary to think that soon we may have zero tractors and parts. We're not months away. We're weeks away. So they had there's been a ship shortage there's been a, a chip shortage through the through the auto industry. General Motors said that they're shutting down production of their main electric vehicle. The government's funded Chevy Bolt through mid-October because of a shortage of batteries. Semiconductor chips. That is a it's a major issue. In fact, I, I told you before I ordered new computers, and still, I mean I don't even know when we're going to get them. To be honestly, to be honest with you, I don't know. And guess the and guess which country, by the way. Guess what country is making is that ev- is is the country that everyone is relying on, when it comes to making chips, these semiconductor chips, the country that was just left out of the Indo Pacific Agreement, Taiwan. You're welcome. They've become. One of the world's most important semiconductor companies is TSMC. And Taiwan, this is the more technologies are requiring chip more and more of these semiconductor chips, more that require more and more complexity. And they're all coming from one company on an island called Taiwan that Joe Biden and this administration left out of its Indo-Pacific agreement. (sighs) Making this whole situation, I think not, I mean, definitely not helping this situation. Manufacturers are trying to catch up in this industry. TSMC can't make enough chips to satisfy everybody. You would think that our president would be doing everything he could to go over there and be like, hey, United States, you know, we're friends, right? So, uh, maybe we can get some priority with some stuff. I mean, that's what leaders do. I mean, th- he's there to represent the United States, not the world. Uh, but no, he and in- instead, they didn't meet with anybody, they didn't meet with anyone, didn't include them in any of this. They're too upset with angering Taiwan, or angering China over Taiwan. <sighs> now you see. So we have shortages, and the companies that make the chips elsewhere can't even find enough workers. In Texas, Intel, they had a problem with, there was a problem with the storms and all this other stuff. Um, and then Taiwan, they're having a drought. They've been impacted as well on top of this. And a lot of this stuff goes through China at their their major ports. So, it's a big issue. It's not just, you know, tractors. It's, via, it's everything. Everything that relies on these semiconductor chips. And this Plus Biden's own regulations, a really good piece over at uh, New York Post that gets into it really tracks all of his economic moves that he has made since assuming office. And how we are and by we, I mean, really, just the administration is increasingly defaulting over and over again to federal rulemaking more so than anything else. That means more regulation, which also helps to drive inflation. People are paying a disproportionate share of their income on heavily regulated, on the most heavily regulated goods, utilities and groceries. And then the recent uh, bump to food stamp benefits, that's going to likely lead, you're going to have more money chasing fewer goods. That's going to lead to higher food prices. Hmm. I saw a piece, let me pull this up. So get this, speaking of food insecurity. This is over at Epic Times. An analyst warns the world has 10 weeks of wheat supplies left in storage. A food insecurity expert said the world has about 10 weeks of wheat supplies, and amid the conflict in Ukraine, and as India has moved to bar exports of wheat in recent weeks. The CEO of the agriculture analytics firm Grow Intelligence told the UN Security Council that the Russian-Ukraine war added fuel to a fire that was long-burning, saying that it's not the primary cause of wheat shortage. Ukraine and Russia both produce about a third of the world's wheat. They said conditions are worse than those experienced in 07 and 08. And I think it was Ukraine that, they, I mean, it was called uh, the breadbasket of Europe, really. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. So they have another. I have another story. I was. I'm actually looking for another story that I have on this uh, that gets into uh, the price of cert, of these commodities. I cannot find it because I have I have too many things saved on here. The point is that this has been going for. It's. I mean it. It. It didn't really. The wheat shortage part of this is because Ukraine can't get anything out. But additionally, this. Um, I'm wondering too how much of it. Because we have, you know, the tractor supply reducing at some point there was there was somebody was saying that there there was going to be food insecurity and it was going to some expert. I can't find this piece. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to find it. I'll look for it on break because I thought it was very interesting and it was an accompaniment to this piece. So, in addition, I have more wokery, which we're going to get into because a Canadian university pulled an LGBTQ poster after complaints from a Muslim community. Interesting. College Fix has the story. It was a university in Ontario. They deleted this this thing from a social media page and it had two women dressed in hijabs, kissing, and the Muslim community got really angry and so they removed it. They said a firestorm of complaints noted the image was inappropriate and disrespectful. And they, and the, it said the Muslim community should, uh, they said that they do not want any elements of its religion to be used to propagate any, notion that uh of that with which they disagree and so they removed it wouldn't do it for i I would imagine they wouldn't do this for anywhere else it was in the london free press originally i would imagine that this not wouldn't happen elsewhere but it is it is kind of interesting coming up We're going to get into birth rates in the United States has increased for the first time since 2014. We have that for you. And additionally, I got one more thing here. A comic sued a talent agency for discrimination because they said they like him, but he's white, so they can't sell him. We'll talk about that as well coming up. We got a lot still.
2: And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So that uh, suspect in the New York City subway shooting apparently had 19 prior arrests. This main this this individual who shot and killed Daniel Enriquez, who who Goldman Sachs guy literally on his way to brunch. Daniel Enriquez was on his way to brunch when he was shot and killed by this guy. And the family, Enriquez's family's blasting New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying, no, 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 this city is not safe. What are you going to do about it? And we got some breaking news as well that I've been keeping an eye on. It happens, it, it, according to Bill Malugin uh, from Fox LA, who is in Uvalde, Texas. The mayor there, Don McLaughlin, says that there was a shooting that took place a block away from uh, Robb Elementary School, and then the shooter ran to the school. Uh, the Department of Public Safety has told Malugin that one person, and again, that took place off campus had been shot uh they have locked down rob elementary school and all we know is that the law enforcement is on site uh and that the suspect apparently is barricaded according to Melugin, inside of the school right now and it is when i'll get more information on that i will share it with you uh but it took place off it took place a block away from the school and the suspect then ran to the school to barricade themselves in and when i get information i'll share that uh, Moving on, this Texas man, New York Post, gave away 300 cans of baby formula amid the shortage. This is really nice. Benji Arlesnovsky, who owns Our Place in Mansfield, Texas. He said to he told press on Friday that he used his connections with a supplier to ship 56 cases of Gerber Good Start formula to his eatery. The entrepreneur wanted initially wanted to sell each at cost price, but Decided he could not charge anxious mom and dads for the item So he said they just started giving it away He goes the first lady came in That came in was so happy to have a can I couldn't charge her And that had a spiral effect This guy's awesome Benji R-, Arson R. Slanowski And the restaurant in Mansfield, Texas Is called Our Place So if you're going to go out to eat uh, And you're in and around Mansfield, Texas That would be a good place to go Former Denver, Denver Bronco, Brendan Langley, you guys saw him on that now viral video fighting with you, a United Airlines worker. So he was arrested over that fight. And apparently the, the airline worker as well, I think, was also fired. Uh, the It looks like the United Airlines employee, some people were saying that he provoked Langley, but you couldn't see it on camera. But that, Air, that United Airlines employee was fired. Stick with us. We'll have more in store. The Dana Show continuing after this.
2: When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show.
3: That has something to do with the war in Ukraine, but mm-hmm. not everything, but a good deal of it. We're also working on reducing the cost of food for people because of the exploitation, again, of, of the consumer uh, uh, by some in the agriculture industry okay what but over and above all of that understand this. unemployment president created almost eight million jobs when unemployment goes and unemployment was cut in half
0: <sighs> they always have to blame somebody else but their own policies obviously that's that's uh nancy pelosi i'm dana lash welcome back to the show it's good to be with you yeah, it is not. Um, that's not at all, whatsoever, in any way, um, accurate. She tries to act like it's what is it? Big big farm now? It's big farm that's doing this. It's big processing. I mean, I don't understand it. It was big meat at first. It's always something. It's not their actual policies. I'm I'm doing. I was reading a piece and i'm I'm not going to talk about it just yet because I'm still going through it, but i I had planned this actually for tomorrow, but just to just to put it out. Uh, but there was a, a a really good piece that I was looking at that was getting into how all the like for instance, with the formula shortage, all of the regulations from the past ten years that have gone into encouraging a centralized production of formula by just a couple of big companies in the United States and I'm gonna talk about that more in depth tomorrow but there are a number of factors that go into this and the FDA is a huge part of it a huge part of it and so that's that's it's silly when I hear lawmakers say that it's oh, what's it's these it's these companies they're somehow Evil or something or there I I just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just so wild. It's always someone else's responsibility It's never theirs and the thing is too, how can you be prevailed upon to Remedy it if you don't think that you yourself have a problem If you don't think that you have an issue How can you be prevailed upon to remedy it if you think that it's everyone else's problem? so I I'm I don't know. I'm just not. Uh, it, it's just it's kind of wild to see really wild to see. I saw this uh, headline too and I wanted to bring it up because it was the thing on uh, the birth rate in the United States which is it's kind of interesting when you look at the where is this I had it on here. Apparently, our birth rate is barely kind of up a little bitty, tiny bit. Hmm. Why is it important? It's important because there was a lot of discussion as to whether or not um, countries like the United States—I mean, nobody wants to see—nobody wants to see what happened, like what happened in China, where you have uh, they because of the one-China policy. Now they're having like this generational crisis. They just don't have another, enough people to support the older generation. And which is kind of terrifying. Let me pull the story back up because I inadvertently closed it while I was talking with you because I talk with my hands so dang much. So our birth rate had actually actually increased for the first time since 2014 according to the National Vital Statistics System. And that's because it had fallen last year. It fell 4%. This year, it's increased. Which is... Good news. The National Vital Statistic System, they compiled data from a number of places, including the thingy thing. Axios had a post of this story. And they said that provisional number of births for the U.S. in 2021 was up 1% from 2020, the first increase in the number of births since 2014. So last year, it fell by, like, what, 4%? This year, it increased by one percent. So we're still at a, you know, at, at a deduct at, at a reduced three percent. But it had not increased since 2014 ever. Birth rates declined for women between the ages 15, 24, and 2021. 20, 15 is kind of young. Uh, oh my goodness! Increase for all age groups over age 25. Well, that's good. And they said that reported births in the U.S. have been decreasing by an average of two percent every year since 2014 and during the early days of pandemic there was a 4% decrease. Remember all of the discussion how people were saying that there's not there may not be a baby boom at all after that because people were so nervous about what the future what the future held what was going to happen. The cesarean rates jumped 32%. That's interesting. A whole a whole point up from the previous year. And Reuters reported that China's birth rate decreased to a record low in 2021. That's a downward trend that led Beijing last year. Remember, I was telling you this. They had a one-child policy. Now they told couples they can have up to three kids because it's just it's an absolute generational disaster now. So good. I'm glad that our our birth rate increased because you you have to be able, especially when you have a society. And I wish that we could just get rid of. I just I would just cut it cold turkey myself. I don't think there's no such thing as weaning people off entitlement. That doesn't happen. But they're. million babies born in the U.S. in 2021. uh, Well, in the last, actually 2020. Yeah, 2021, a 1% increase from what was in 2020. And uh, the percentage of premature births has increased. So I'm not quite sure. I'm not, you know, making any arguments as to anything being related, one thing over another. But I do think that it is interesting that that did increase. Now... Some of it might be use of fertility treatments or a number of other issues. Some of it, I don't know, maybe it could be attributed to lockdown. I don't think they've done, anybody's done a huge deep dive on that. But when you have a government that has the, entitle, the entitlements that you do, uh, everyone's already talking. Remember all the stories when I was in high school, every story that I ever read was what's going to happen when Gen X uh, gets into the workforce and and baby boomers start retiring. Oh my gosh. And then they started talking about the sandwich generation and all this other stuff and And it just seemed there it just seemed like one thing was going to be sure that there was going to be an economic catastrophe because there weren't enough people to help with baby boomers. And then also we were all going to die in quicksand or in a fire, considering all the time that we had to learn how to stop, drop and roll in school and all the shows that I watched where somebody got into quicksand. I thought this was going to be happening so much more often than it did. But the one thing that for sure is. I mean, everywhere there was it was it, I maybe it was like a trend in reporting, but there was all kinds of reports about how Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen when baby boomers start retiring? And Oh, it's just gonna gonna be disastrous. It seems to kind of dissipated. But I also think baby boomers have worked a heck of a lot longer. I don't think they've retired as early as their as their parents did. I think that they worked a lot longer. I mean, my mother definitely could retire, but is still working. it's it, it, so it's and she's a boomer. So it's it's. I think there's a couple of things that are in play there. But very, very, that that was some good news. Okay, so I was telling you about the, um, what is it called? Is it Supernature? Is that what I said? The Bricky Gervais special? I'm going to watch it tonight. So apparently some folks who have already watched it, they said, well, you know, he also spends time in his new Netflix special, Mocking Prayer. But nobody cares. Well, is it funny? I mean, if it's funny, then... I'm gonna laugh if it's not funny and if it's I I don't like it when people just think that being either shocking or um, offensive is art is that alone can survive as art or that is art alone like the art of offending someone or that's not an art offending someone or or being shocking that is not an, an art it's not a form of art that's like a it can be a vehicle but it's not art and i think he's the stuff that i've heard him say because he's an atheist obviously i disagree with it but again as i said first hour i can disagree with a number of people and still be on you know be friends with them but he's being funny i mean is he be is he is he i haven't seen it yet and i'll give you it's called Supernature. i'll give you an update Because he, all the people are freaking out because he went off on, uh, he didn't go off. He made jokes about it. And they're hysterical about the whole trans thing and then rage mobs. And he apparently also mocked prayer. But is it, but if it's funny, then it's funny. Right? I mean, if it's funny, then it's funny. End of story. And one of the things that South Park does well is they're hysterical and they make fun of everyone equally. I mean, for crying out loud, they made fun of Robert Smith. How do you make fun of Robert Smith? But they did. Then they had Mecca Streisand, I, which I don't like Barbara Streisand, so I thought that was hysterical. But they've made jokes at progressives' expense, conservatives' expense, but they're funny. They just want to be funny, and they dunk on totally obvious things. That's funny. I'm, I feel like, and I keep saying this, it does sort of, it feels like we're at this kind of almost right at a turning point. It really does feel that way and the comics the best way to rob power from a rage mob is to mock them ridicule is not just an art form it is one of the best best rhetorical weapons ever it's so good it isn't now we're now uh ridicule is an art definitely and I think Gervais does it well. So I'm excited to watch this. I'm totally going to watch it. Are you going to watch it, Steve? Do you watch the stand-up stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. I plan on watching it tonight.
0: Oh, I'm totally going to watch it tonight. I'm so excited to see. I, don't, I mean, I don't even care if they make jokes that, like, you know, Republican, conservative, whatever. whatever. I don't care. As long as it's funny. Just be funny. There hasn't been a lot of funny stuff. And the only funny stuff lately has come from Bill Burr, uh, Dave Chappelle, and Ricky Gervais, to be honest. That's, like, the only funny stuff I've seen. I don't know any. mm -hmm. So Ricky Gervais is like a well-known atheist, but at the same time, like he definitely cracks jokes on everyone. So like he understands it. He makes fun of atheists. He makes fun of other atheists. He makes fun of everybody. It's very South Parkian. Yeah, I like it. Do you watch South Park? Have you ever watched that? Yeah, for sure. I used to watch that. Oh, my gosh. I was in college. I was a freshman in college. Like right when I started that fall, that's when South Park debuted. And we would all get together and we'd watch it. I think it was on Wednesdays, like every Wednesday night. We'd watch it every Wednesday night. Oh, man. My grandma watched it once because my cousin tricked her into watching it. He was like, oh, it's just a cartoon. Uh, it's just a cartoon about, um, you know, these kids in Colorado. My grandmother, oh, my gosh, God rest her soul. I wish I could have been in that room. I heard the stories about it, but I wish I could have been in the room when she heard them talk and heard what they were talking about. There you go. So... um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about all of this stuff. All right, we have more in store. We have Today in Stupidity on the way as well, and you don't want to miss it.
2: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Hmm. danalash.com also. You can go subscribe to that newsletter up there as well. And uh, I will be uh, out behind, from behind the mic for uh memorial day weekend uh taking friday and remember make sure you go to carrytheload.org, and you can find out information about how you can get involved and help with that awesome group and raise awareness and advocacy for not just help for veterans but also like what the point of memorial day is um it's not you know just like the barbecues and all of that stuff i mean we're remembering people who paid the cost the ultimate cost i mean these are the people who uh, help ensure safety, and we don't even know all the sacrifices that they make. Forbes has reported that the FBI uncovered a plot by an ISIS operative living in the United States to assassinate former President George W. Bush. The ISIS operative was hoping to smuggle a team of four Iraqi men through the southern border after getting them some visa, some visitor visas. This is pretty unbelievable. The story, they said two confidential informants and there's a bunch of surveillance. Now, they used WhatsApp to apparently plan this. I want to point out again, for all of the discussion about Facebook and Twitter from the left, it was WhatsApp that the Taliban used to organize their movements going through Afghanistan. They did it before with WhatsApp, years before that. And I'm just saying, and it's based in San Francisco, from what I understand, it's a U.S. company. Just FYI. You know, but they're mad with, they're mad over, you know, everybody else. They're mad over Facebook, and they're mad over Twitter, and all of this other stuff. It's just, it's, yeah. All right, so, also with this, there's a few other things. This, I, this Iraqi man in the U.S. accused of being linked to ISIS operatives, so he was apparently going to travel in Dallas, to take video around the former president's home. They they actually are more out in their ranch. The place uh, in Dallas that they go to, it's like an old money kind of area. I mean, I think I don't even think that they're there most of the time. I don't even think that they were, are there. It's weird. They But they were using the meta-owned WhatsApp. It's a Facebook-owned account. Facebook-owned account. So... I I don't know. I'm just saying. So this, they have all kinds of... I'm going to put this in the email prep that you get. And we'll talk a little bit more about this. Because what all happens on WhatsApp? Like, it seems like that's what they should be watching. It seems like that's what they should be. They should be maybe kind of watching WhatsApp a little bit. Just saying, instead of watching what we're saying on Twitter or Facebook about... uh, injections or something else like that it just seems like that should be kind of the focus really goodness all right and so additionally uh sign up for that newsletter because i'm going to put that in there i have a couple of deep dives one piece you definitely should read and it's the gentrification of mental illness you absolutely have to read that piece it's long but it's worth it normally i don't tell you to do that but it's a really good read all right today in stupidity steve
1: all right last day i'll be doing it kane's back tomorrow thank god but uh, i think i've I don't want to take too much of his steam, but we'll get him back tomorrow. But uh, Kamala Harris is out there. We haven't heard her in a while. And uh, she did her typical stuff. So uh, let's just, I guess, just wing it here.
2: You know, when we talk
0: about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. Damn straight. What? Well, okay. Let's throw another community. Okay, I guess that... I think the math adds up. Yeah, the math adds up. Wow. She's like one of the worst speakers, folks. Have a great evening. I will be back with you tomorrow.